What's up, everybody? This is Quinn Cook, co-host of Cooking Up With Girly, a new show that me and my brother, co-host Todd Gurley, we just cooked up during this quarantine, and we've been planning to do this for a while. And our first episode, um, we got a great guest, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here with my brother, Todd Gurley. Going on, everybody. Todd Gurley here, and I want to welcome you, not only but the St. Louis native, Bradley Bill, Florida Gator guard, now Washington Wizards. How you doing, man? Welcome on the show. This is our first episode. Happy to have you. You know what I'm saying? Been watching you since you was at Florida. Great basketball player. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm happy, man. I'm y'all two of my favorite athletes, man. I will say that, girl. You were you were in my hometown running it up in Quinn. I grew up with Quinn. You know, we go way back. So man, it's it's a blessing to be here. I appreciate y'all boys. I told y'all before it's it's amazing y'all doing this. So I'm happy to be the first guest, man. Let's get it rocking. Hey, Sweetie Pies. How about that, St. Louis? Hey, 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 Q Cook. Hold on. Girly, tell them about Emos first. It is the worst pizza in the world. <laughs> everyone, everyone from St. Louis, they love it. It's terrible. It's terrible. Hey, Quinn, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, bro. PG, you just hurt my feelings, dog. <laughs> Bro, bro, I be going back and forth. I go back and forth with Zeke. I, was, I just knew you was going to come through for me and say it was rocking. <laughs> you ain't rocking with it? ATG, <sighs> ATG, he, do he does not play about his emos, bro. He does not play. He does bro, not play. Everyone from St. Louis, they love emos. Anybody from Missouri loves emos. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break your heart. I was with you on um Sweetie Pie, hey, though. Hey. I was with you on Sweetie Pie. It's solid. It's solid. We like we don't and really then, us. We, if like, we're talking we, about like that's a touristy spot for us. Like we ain't going to Sweetie Pies every day. You know, Pizza Hut, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Anyway, man, let's let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. I apologize if I hurt your heart with the emos. I apologize to all the. Emo's fans that's out there. I love St. Louis from the bottom of my heart, for sure. Um, my first city, obviously, man. So that's got something in common on the first show. Got my boy Quinn Cook. How long you and Quinn been on each other, man? Q, what, 14, 15? 14 years. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, we coming up on a good, more than a decade for sure. Like, this man been my brother for a long time, man. And it was amazing. He put me on the D.C. culture way before I even got here. He was gassing me up on it in high school, and I was like, "Man, I, don't, I I'm not rocking with none of it." And it's everything he said it was gonna be as soon as I touched down here, but it ain't been nothing but love. But man, Q, Q been my man for a long time, man. It's been my partner in crime right there for sure for a long time running. Yeah, I mean, ten years ago, we used to talk about this, right? We used to talk about yeah. you know how much you know work we still gotta put in to, to reach our dreams, what we got to do for our families, how can we take care of our communities, and, and, and we manifested that. We used to talk about that. My question for you is, obviously, we got we always knew each other. We always played against each other since 6th, 7th, 8th grade, but we never really got to bond until 2009 in Colorado Springs, Team USA. And uh, me and you were named starting point guard, starting shooting guard, and, and, and captains. And I remember 
at that time, you know, we all were the best in our cities. You know, I was the best in, in, in Maryland. You were the best in St. Louis. Johnny O'Brien was the best in Mississippi. Marcus Teague was the best in Indiana. Um, I mean, the, the, the name just go on. But you were one of the, the first guys that I saw at a young age really work on your game. I remember we used to watch finals. We used to watch the finals because it was always in the summer. And after the game, you would go back to the gym. What do you remember about those USA times in? Where'd you get that work ethic from at such a young age of, of, of trying to be great? Credit God and I credit my parents. You know, uh, I always say I can't do nothing without the blessings I have, without all the blessings we all have. You know, we, we wouldn't be where we are today without them. And then, too, I feel like my parents, they always raised me to, you know, just always continue to work. Like my dad and I had this, our motto, he always told me to be humble and hungry. You know, you're humble with your success, but you're always hungry for more. You know, you've been here before. Act like you've been here before. You know, you score 30. That's normal for you. You know, what else can you do to impact the game? How else can you get better? And that's that's just what always my, my, my mom and my dad and even my brothers. I have four brothers and they all play football. So it's it's always just been instilled in us that grind, 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 grind. And. I realized, Quinn, that on those trips, me and you weren't the highest ranked guys in those groups. We weren't the most talked about coming into those camps. And we made a name for ourselves and we made we made people know who we were. And to see that we went on to be captains, to lead the team to gold medals back to back years, like it kind of goes unspoken of. But that just shows our growth. And I tell people your story all the time and how proud I am of you because of what you manifested and how you took the disadvantages that you had against you coming out of college and flipped them. And now you, you a national champion, like in college and in the league, like I'm jealous and you know that I'm jealous. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a blessing to see bro. But all of that, that work ethic, that grind, it come from my parents, my background. And then obviously like my favorite players watching me, you was a Mamba guy. You know, we're witnessing, watching them constantly. We're watching the finals. So just watching that that intensity, you know, those we, that was us real-life dreaming, you know, in front of us. We want to get there. And sure enough, here we are. You were um, Gatorade National Player of the Year as well, correct? So yeah. it's funny you say that, man, because, like, me being, being with Gatorade and being able to go to those National Player of the Year dinners every year, you know, you see the guys like the Jason Tatums, um, you know, the guys like yep. James Wiseman and R.J. Barrett, and you just see the longevity. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of guys are not yep. right there that made that list, but you're still here in the league, still doing your thing, still one of the best players in the league, all-star player, and it just show your work, your growth over the last couple of years and what you've been able to put in since, what, 2011? Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing you said that about the Gatorade Player of the Year because, one, I didn't think I was going to win it. It was it was so many good guys in our in our class who are more than deserving of it. You know, you had to be exemplary in, in the classroom and off the floor in your community, you know, and then on the court too. But it was funny yeah. you, you said going back to those dinners because I had an opportunity to go to a dinner as well. And I gave my, I gave the award to Cat. And at the time I had no idea who Cat was. You know, he was just a tall, yeah. light-skinned guy who, who was probably doing good during the year. You know, and then sure enough, here he is a two-time All-Star Max player, like he one of the best bigs in the league, you know, so it's definitely dope to be able to see that transition of just success and 
and just hunger, you know, continue to yeah. continue to rise, man. That's that's definitely dope. Um, let's let's fast let's sure, let's man. fast forward a little bit. Obviously, McDonald's All American, Gatorade Player of the Year, um, all the accolades. I was right there with you. Uh, we always talk trash. How we're we're undefeated in the backcourt. We're like thirty seven and know, <laughs> include include McDonald's games, <laughs> include Hoop Summit. Every, every every time me and Brad lined up, and and in a in a backcourt, I mean we haven't lost. But uh, for me, um, like you said, like you you were a guy who was always under the radar. Even though you could have been top ten or top five, and then you win Gatorade Player of the Year, your name was never like the first name that 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 people brought up. And and, and I I know I've, I we've spent many nights just just talking to each other about the motivation, talking to each other on the phone. You score thirty, uh, I I text you. I score thirty. You text me after after high school. But for me, I think the transition to college is what really. Like showed me like wow this dude is working first from your body you put on you know just just grown man muscle and then from the gate from the gate I mean you you set the tone that you wasn't gonna be in college for long how was that first year with Billy Donovan and, and at Florida and, and and how what was your mindset that year tough because it was my first time I ever faced adversity in my life you know like you said we coming up in high school we the best players in our area you know we we can dominate whenever we want, you know, we can score how many points, many rebounds, blocks, we, we can fill up a stat sheet in whatever way, but when you get the college, it's a whole new realm, you're playing against grown men, you know, you're, you know, you're playing against guys who are already, already established, you know, who already have the system down, who already are built, you know, you know, as men, as college players. And I coming from a football background, I was already kind of at an advantage because I love to work out. I love to live like, you know, my two older brothers, they big as I don't know what. And then my younger brothers, they're two linemen. So my oldest brother's a tight end. Yeah. Second oldest is a D tackle. And then my two younger brothers are O, o guard and O tackle. So look at me as a receiver. And I got all linemen, you know, as brothers. So for me, it was just, just constantly realizing like how tough it is. And I watched my, my two older brothers just go through college. It ain't easy. Coaches guarantee you this, that, and the third, but when you get there, it's a grind. You know, you get there, it ain't what you think it's going to be. So it's it's understanding that adversity, the adversity of actually playing. You're not just going to go out there and dominate. You know, everything ain't just going to be given to you. You know, you got to go grind for it. You got to go take it. And for me, it was difficult, Quinn, because, you know, I went, to, I went to school with five guards already there, you know, upperclassmen. So it, it didn't make it easy on me because the first day I stepped onto the campus, they – oh man you want it done he ain't gonna be here long you know and so that was kind of a mental thing for me it kind of buzzed me because it's like I'm trying to win like I want to be here to win I want to be here to learn like that's why I chose Florida that's why I chose Billy Donovan he ain't guarantee me nothing so when I got there and I hear that it's like damn that's a one and done really like you know you, you kind of start questioning yourself you like is it true but at the, like at the same time, it's just constantly just stand on that, that straight and narrow, and like you said, Quinn, you, we put the work in, and it's a Jordan quote that I love. He said, "I don't fear nothing because I trust my work ethic. I put the work in. So what do I have to fear? You know what I'm saying? So I just went out and grinded it, fought the adversity. Coach Donovan helped me out tremendously, and the rest is history, dog. Well, you said it wasn't easy. You made it look damn easy. 
I'll tell you that. When you know when you first get to college, girl, you know I was in Florida, so they had us on a football program. We wake up six in the morning. We got weights right after <laughs> before weights. You got breakfast. Then you got weights. Then you go eat again, and then you go back to weights. So they had us on a full football program. Quinn, I you remember I, when you first seen me in college? I was two fifteen when I first got there. I gained fifteen pounds of takes and lift. And that freshman fifteen, it's real. <laughs> real freshman fifteen, right. it's real. Nah, no, that's dope, man. I know you just said you got off the phone with your AU team. Um, did a long call with them. Let's talk about you know what's going on right now in this world, man. Um, what kind of words of encouragement are you giving to the youth? And um, appreciate you for just taking your time out to be able to do that, man. A lot of cats don't do that. Um, I haven't even done that, so makes me want to go and do something and reach out as well. So, you know, appreciate that, that inspiration as well. But let's talk about that. For sure, bro. We, we know it's a tough time we live in. Um, we know that us as a black community, um, we face with disadvantages on the daily. And um, just talking to the AAU team, like I have a boy side and a girl side, you know, black and white, all races, gender, gender, ethnicities, religion, all type of background. So we don't care. We don't discriminate. And, you know, we just want to make that known. We kind of gave everybody the floor to just kind of get their emotions out and kind of just express how they feel in this time, you know, um, because I think the biggest thing that we don't do, and it's tough for us as athletes because what we say is gold, you know, Society put athletes, politicians, celebrities, you know, comedians on this pedestal that everything that we say is golden. So that's why a lot of people are reserved to say stuff. That's why a lot of people are because everybody's going to be opinionated. You know, everybody's going to be opinionated. Everybody's going to be entitled to to think one way or another. They're going to support whatever they support. But for me, it's just speaking out, speaking out on what's right and what's wrong. You know, I can care less about the backlash i get i can care less about you lose me you unfollowing me on social like all of that is irrelevant like to me it's just realizing how can i be impactful like because i have two sons two young sons you know black boys so how do i i have to have to talk with them so how do i raise them up in this world you know and i don't want it to be this way i don't think any of us want it to be this way so for me it's just letting my team know my organization know that Yes, I'm in D.C., but I'm still fully committed to fixing things in St. Louis. Like, I didn't speak out when Mike Brown got shot and killed. And that still bothers me to this day. And that's being my hometown. Like, and I know that I can't let that that haunt me or let it bother me, but it has to stop. And it gets to a point to where, like, I've heard it so many times that your silence gets disrespectful because – it's bigger than everything that we're standing for at this point, you know, and in order for us to progress and move forward as a nation, as a country, we have to come to a common ground. We got to get out of our comfort zones. You know, these talks have to be had. We have to be comfortable talking about racism, about discrimination against social inequalities that we have in, in the world, the system, how rigged it is and how dysfunctional it is. Like these talks need to be had, but they, they don't want it. It's uncomfortable. So, me, I don't. I, I, it's just me getting out of my comfort zone, man, and talking about it, and and getting it out there. Because to me, is I'm learning too. I don't know everything. I don't have all yeah. the answers. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm educating myself along the way 
too, you know, from old heads, from younger people, from people who are fully knowledgeable about the situation. Like, I know I stand for what I stand for, you know. I don't know every law by heart. There are people who do. So I'm getting education both ways. No, nah, most definitely, That's man. It, man. I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. You know, um, at some time, like you said, enough is enough. And, and, it's, and it's good to see, you know, a lot of people supporting coming around. I know all 50 states has been in protest. So just to see the, the change that, that is already doing, but then also seeing, um, you know, other athletes even having great talks right now, you know, um, you know, getting ideas from you, seeing where your mind is, especially as a, another black athlete, you know, in another profession. So to be able to just sit here, talk, say all that type of stuff, man, it, it means a lot for me and and everyone else who's going to be listening you know everybody's taking you know bits and pieces of advice because we're still learning at the end of the day it's something new for us yeah no that's beautiful you um that's beautiful for for us as you know um african-american males in this country that that have such a big platform the way we use it you know to spread love and positivity even when you know our backs are against the walls and and even when you know stuff just isn't right we always you know, use our platforms in the right way. And I've always commended you, Brad, for doing that. And also you, Todd. Um, we, we, we always stand for something. And uh, that's big for us. Um, another thing going on in the world, obviously the pandemic with, you know, the COVID-19. Um, and, uh, you know, I follow your whole family. And obviously, you know, you, wifey, um, Deuce, and, and little Braylon, you guys. Anytime I see a video, <laughs> you guys on Instagram, you know, I always... You know, just appreciate things because I see how far you you you've come, um, and I and I see how much you enjoy being, you know, um, a terrific father, man. It's it's, it's something that you know because obviously, you know, fatherhood to me is is that's the biggest thing. Like I always, you know, just appreciate guys who 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 take that step, you know, in their kids' lives, and and you you do everything with your kids, man. And then obviously during this pandemic, you know, what what's been the highs and lows for you? You know, during this COVID nineteen whole situation, the biggest blessing, bro, is is the fact that I'm I'm around the family every day. I'm around wifey. I'm around the boys, and it's amazing to be able to see the growth of my boys every single day. We miss that during the year. You know, we gone half the time, so it's amazing to be able to see them grow every day. Them love on you every day. Don't want nothing but daddy. Like that's an unbelievable feeling. But the down part about it is that I know it's not gonna be like this. You know what I'm saying? I know it ain't going to last. You know, it's, it's going to stop. It's going to come to an end where daddy's gone again. So it's kind of tough because I don't always want to get get his hopes up every day that, oh, this is how it's going to be. Daddy's going to be here at this time. He's always going to put you down for naps. So I don't want him getting used to it. But it's tough, bro, because you do embrace the time that we're in. Like, we don't have these opportunities to be with our families, with our loved ones, the way we are. And I'm taking full advantage of it. I see, uh, you know, obviously you you you, you, done, you done worked out, you done, you know, worked out your whole life and it's paid off you got a full gym in your crib so it's not like you you was already averaging 30 you gonna come back averaging 40 i mean i know you've been getting in the gym how how has that been how your workouts been like like you said i'm I'm a little lucky so i got i got everything at my my discretion so i'm i'm just picking up right where i left off you know i can't i can't let covid kind of covid really stop my run queen I, it's, it's really bogus to say but nobody in the league was stopping Hey, you said it, man. Nah, you was on a road. You was on the street. You was hot, man. COVID hating on you. Get spicy. Get spicy, B-Rad. COVID. Hell me. 
froze me yeah, out. Gets, gets yeah, it gets spicy. Froze me out. What do you think about froze the lead proceeding uh, in, in July, man? What's your thoughts on that, of, of being one of the teams to be able to come back and play? Oh, man, that's true. I'm happy, man, because we get an opportunity to be in the playoffs. It's a, something people always thought was a long shot for us in the beginning, and granted that the, the season is what it is, but I'm happy that we have an opportunity to make it. Um, you know, and we just got to go compete, man. That's that's it. You know, I think everybody happy that we get hoops back. The biggest concern is just making sure that we're healthy, though, um, making sure that we're taking all the right precautions and steps and the logistics right, making sure everybody's safe. And uh, I'm good to go, though. I'm ready. Yeah. I know it, man. What are our thoughts? Are we going to get John Wall back? I know we're not going to probably get him ah, back, but you know I got to ask. Ah, you know I got to ask. <laughs> he might. He might. I don't know. He, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a possibility. It's a high possibility. Um, you know, and talking with him over the last, actually, I talked to him a few days ago, and it's possible. It's possible. So, I'm definitely, I'm definitely curious to see what that'll look like moving forward. But that'll well, be big. I know for everybody will be excited for that for sure, man. Everybody will be excited. Right. What's crazy to me is obviously you know I'm close to both you guys and uh I don't think uh, you guys get the credit that y'all deserve. Obviously y'all go to the offs when healthy every single year. Y'all run through, you know, a lot of backcourts who who are up there, you know, are, are quote unquote the upper echelon of backcourts and you guys just stay down and do your work. Um what always, you know, bothers me, what always bothers me is I know how close y'all are and I hate when the media you know, tries to nitpick every little thing that 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 goes on um, in y'all two's relationship. Um, for me, I, I I've noticed how that's brought y'all closer together because I know what type of dudes y'all are. Um, just talk about that. Just talk about y'all relationship a little bit and, and and how much you know he's helped you you know progress to where you are today. Not no nobody really knows the dynamic of our relationship. You know, unless you know us. And I, I've been knowing John since I was in high school and. I developed that relationship a long time ago. That's what people don't know. You know, like we've been cool for a long time and it was just crazy how we just ended up in the same situation. Um, and honestly, bro, it's it, like you said, Quinn, to hear everybody kind of putting us against each other brought us closer together because for a minute, there were times in which we would question each other. Like we would feed into it. Like, damn, does he feel like that? Do I feel like that? Like, and we would ask each other, it, it got to a point to where I had to ask him, like, do you feel this way? No. And he asked me, do you feel that way? No. And so we know that, Todd, you know, like, we know what the media can do. We know how they can they can stir up energy. You know, they just want to create a story. Uh, but I think it definitely showed our maturity, our growth, you know, as two young players trying to be the best that they can be. You know, I feel like that's the best way to explain it. Like, we both want to win. We both want to take the last shot. We both want, you know, we both want to be playmakers. We both want to be the man. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the understanding that that's who we are, you know, and we don't deny each other, each other's success. And I think that's, you know, once you, once we nip that in the bud, like I think the rest is history, you know, granted we've had our, our injuries that held us back, but I think once we, we're at a point now to where it's, it's our maturity level is just through the roof, you know, and just to see him grow over the last year, unfortunate event with his with him losing his mom like to see where he is now like it's amazing bro like he's a strong dude he's way more mature he's way more like
intelligent. Like he's he's like committing his time to certain stuff he wouldn't do before. Like he's he's totally different, bro. So I love I love the transition that he that he that he's in for sure. No, that's definitely great. Show the pro the, the progress, man, of just how y'all been able to grow over the last couple of years, and you know, two black athletes being able to come together um, and be stronger, create a stronger bond, and be there for each other. You know, a lot of people don't see that. A lot of people don't talk to that. So, um, you know, big big ups to you and John to be able to do that and, and, and show the youth, man, be able to spread that. I tell people, you know, knowledge is key. The only way you'll tell um, someone would know something is to be able to, you know, see it, experience it, or be told. And, you know, for you to be able to say stuff like that. I know we just, we just need more stuff like that in the world, man. We definitely do. Once I ain't make All-Star, it was okay. I honestly didn't think I was going to get snubbed. Like, I really didn't. And, like, when I heard it, it was honestly like a surprise to me. Like, I was like, dang, like, I'm not. I didn't make it. And it took a minute to really click. And I think the unfortunate part is I heard it right before a game. Yeah. Right before a game. And so that game, I went out and had 35. Yeah. And the whole time I was out there, I was like, damn, I'm not an All-Star. Damn, I'm yeah. not an All-Star. And I was like, I had to stop myself. Because after the game, I checked myself. I was like, B, that ain't why you picked up this basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? That ain't why you picked up this ball. You didn't play to gain other people's approval. You didn't play to gain fans. That ain't why you picked up this ball. Why did you pick up this ball? You picked up this ball because it was fun. It was your passion. Mm -hmm. It was what you love to do. You didn't even pick it up because you wanted money. You picked it up because if it, was, it was fun. You were really good at it. You worked at it. You put the time in at it, and that's what you wanted to do. So when I sat there and I really reflected, I was like, man, I'm going to enjoy this time. I looked at it as all positives. Like, it's a weekend. I ain't got to be harassed. I ain't got to do all this media. I ain't got to do all this BS that I don't want to do. I can go spend time with my family, be with my family, take my break, rest my body, and come back and be ready to go once the, and make the playoff push. That was my biggest thing. Once I ain't make All-Star, it was okay. Be salty about it for a day. And then, okay, what's next? And for me, it was my biggest statement was get us into the playoffs. Because there's you can't deny me that. You know, right. you, you can't knock that. You know what I'm saying? You can't vote on that. So sure. I just kind of just flipped the narrative, bro. You know, just take a negative turn to a positive. And it was like me coming out and playing the way I was. I, I don't say it was because I was snub, bro. I honestly don't. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I feel like it was just me really getting back to my roots of playing basketball. No, it's big time. It's big time. Big time. And what else we got? I don't think we got much else to talk about, man. I think we hit on pretty pretty much everything. We we getting the close. It's time to get spicy, Todd. It's, 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 I think it's time. It's time to 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 get spicy real quick with Brad. It's time to get spicy. You know, you know. So so so. Cook, we cook, we we cooking up a girly, man. We gotta get spicy, man, to 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 you know finish finish this, the uh the the, the episode. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we always trash talk each other, and uh, you know, we 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 have a lot, you know, of pride and where we come from, and obviously, you know, KD, Victor, all the deep one, myself, we just put out a documentary on Showtime, you know, just talking about our county. Um, yeah. and I know how much. You know, you 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 even got spicy on your IG live. You know, you seen me on IG live. 
when I seen you on IG Live, I called you. You seen me on mine. You tried to tap in. And, you know, the, the, the whole next day, we was on the phone for like three hours just talking about this player, that player. You know how we um we always talk. But, uh, you know, just talk about, you know, where St. Louis stacks up, you know, with all the great cities and states and, 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 and counties in the world. Talk. It's, it's time to get spicy. Talk Talk your talk. I have this talk with my St. Michael Cats in St. Louis because, you know, every city you at, you think, you you know, we the ish, you know, ain't nobody rocking with us. So <laughs> I, have to, I have to explain to people, like, it's killers everywhere, man. Sure. Like, it's dudes who can hoop everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. I'm like, we just in St. Louis, like, it's cats in Chicago, yeah. New York, D.C., L.A., Texas, Florida. Like, we can go everywhere. It's going to be hoopers. Yeah. So it's always tough for me to say where we stack, like, because you always look at, okay, what do you base it off of? Do you base it off cats who made it to the league? Or do you base it off just the hype of the city? Like, it's tough. Like, I think we got some killers to come out city. I don't know if we have enough. But we we didn't have something to compete. But it, it ain't. I ain't gonna say we. I ain't gonna say we through the roof. Y'all made a name for yourself. Yeah, we made a name for ourselves. We got some. We got some names that come out of here. Give me your star five from the loop. Out of the city. Yep. Uh, that's it. Oh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, I would say me, Jason. Yeah. I mean, that's that's obvious. Me, Jason, Larry. Yep. I mean, I can just name everybody that made it to the league, but you want me to do positions. Yeah, yeah I mean, just name your five. You got three. Hell of a three. Old school be like JoJo White can be the point. That's no. Indiana? Oh, you know. Mm. You know. Kansas. Uh, oh, Kansas. Okay. Yeah, Boston Celtic. Yeah, but it's like, Dang I don't go that old. <laughs> okay. You okay. <laughs> could not go that old, you know. Uh, I would say me, Larry, Jason. Ooh, D Miles and D Lee, David Lee. Three of those players all went to school. the same high school. That's crazy. That's a tough five. Greg, growing up, was you was you a Rams fan? Hey, Todd, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. When Cronky made the city put up that plan of building the stadium, this man said, "I'm gonna give y'all a few weeks to build me an outdoor <laughs> stadium." We put the plans together. He got everything he needed. And he still took you out of L.A. <laughs> still hey, we was done with him. Hey. Who you with now, man? You know, well, you know, I had to switch hey, up too, hey, man. You know, I ain't with the Rams no more either. I ain't in L.A. living the life like hey, Quinn no more. I know they, hey, they, didn't, they didn't did my dog wrong. Hey, it just makes sense. It's just a repeat of history. It's just repeat. Yeah, most definitely. They got to they gotta take care of their players a lot better than what they do. But what he did to the city of St. Louis, man, it left us, it left a hole in us, man. Because they go to L.A. and them boys make it to the Super Bowl. They get the city jumping, you know. <laughs> St. Louis dead. We needed that energy. It was all me, man. It was all me. And now I'm, I'm taking all that swag to Atlanta now. Get spicy, dog. Get spicy. Go, hey, go home. <laughs> nah, for sure. I'm definitely excited. Want to thank you though. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on with cooking up with Girly Todd, Girly Quinn Cook, the co-host. Man, got Bradley Bill in the building. St. Louis native, Florida Gator, Washington Wizard, 
Thank you for joining us for our first episode, man. Thank you, Brad, man. Uh, Quinn, I know you probably got a couple things to say. Appreciate y'all. Always, always a pleasure, Brad. You know, one of my best friends in the world, my brother. Not a lot of people I'm closer to in this world than you, bro. I appreciate you, you know, coming, showing us love. You know, just, 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 just always being who you are, bro. And, and for, for me and Todd to share this platform with you, it's a pleasure. Um, obviously cooking up with Girlie with my brother and co-host Todd Girlie. And, uh, hopefully, you know, we could, we can keep doing some special stuff, man. Brad, appreciate you. Love you forever, bro. And, uh, you know, this, this was fun, man. This was, this, this was amazing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good luck with everything in the future.